It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is another gorgeous fall afternoon on Saturday at 1 o'clock. It's BGN Radio. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gouton, all with you here till 3 o'clock. And that's a half an hour away from the Hawkeyes from Ohio State. I know all you Penn State fans are digging in and saying, oh, please, please, please. No! I want them to lose by like 40. I want Ohio State to take it in. you got to worry about Michigan State. But we are going to break down the Eagles and the Broncos and it's kind of a crazy week here, guys. We're going to get into Jay Ajayi as well because there are some things in his game that I love, and there's something there's something awry. I think with his accent, we're going to get into that too. Uh, but it's it's been a it's been a, another fun week, and who knew that the trade deadline? You know, you heard Jay Glazer say, "Come out and oh, he's going to be you know Philadelphia's going to be aggressive." And of course, it's Howie Roseman. We know he's going to be aggressive. I didn't actually expect him to pull it off, and and. How long, Brandon, have you and I <laughs> been praying and just saying, please, I know you missed where it's okay, go find a running back, and they did this week. I don't know if anyone has ever listened to this show before, <laughs> and if you have, I don't know if you actually knew that. I, I think I brought it up like once, you know, on all these. <laughs> just a few times. Just like once, once or twice. Maybe. I've, yeah. I've never heard Slightly you say it. mentioned so, it. Yeah. Uh, just wrote like, you know, like maybe like 10 posts about it. Uh, seriously, no. This is what they needed. They needed a guy who was a true number one running back. And it's funny to think that the Eagles are fifth in rushing yards. And then I guess some people are like, why did they get a running back if they're already running the ball? Well, well, it's like, hold on a second. This isn't exactly the most sustainable thing. I mean, you can't rely on LeGarrette Blount as your number one throughout the whole season and expect him to be, you know, a star every week. He's He hasn't been great the past two games. He hasn't been very productive. 
the the fact that you're bringing Jay Ajay in here, and I still don't know how to say his name. I still don't know. It's, if it's another Jay Ajay Ajay. Ajay. Yeah, but he is awesome, man. I remember watching that guy in the preseason against the Eagles, and just any time I've watched that guy, you can't just tackle him with one defender. It takes multiple defenders to take that guy down. I think he adds a big play to this offense. And here's the thing. The Eagles offensive line is opening holes right now, and LeGarrette Blount is running through those, and he's having, you know, maybe like a 20-yard gain. That's a touchdown with Jay Yeah, it really is. He's like a, he's not as big as Blunt, obviously, but he runs very similarly. He's still bigger than most backs you see, and he's just much more dynamic. He's faster. He's got a lot more wiggle in there. And, and to the whole point, you hear, oh, the knees, the knees, that whole thing. That was part of the reason they get him and all that. What, what running back has a long, illustrious career? I mean, that's the way running backs are right now, right? I mean, they get beaten into the ground over the first few years of their career, and the, you know, super special ones last longer, and then the other ones don't. I think that, you know, to get a guy like Ajayi with an extra year, first of all, none of the money guaranteed, which is crazy, but to get him for, what, 760 or something next year too, like to get someone who you can implement into the offense now as you're making a run and then be a part of that next year as well, for a fourth round pick, like, uh, look, I, I know there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, why didn't they get a tackle or why didn't they get a middle linebacker? They filled a need here. Like, like Brandon said, they've run the ball well. Jay Ajayi is a gigantic upgrade at a, at a position of need. Well, here's why they didn't get a tackle. Uh, you weren't going to find one after Dwayne Brown <laughs> got win for a second, fifth, and, and well, a I third. Don't, I don't even know what's happening. It's with a, the, a second and a third. Yeah, it's a second, a third, and a fifth now because Lane failed the, his physical. Yeah, so, I mean, listen. That was probably your main target, and you re- are you really going to feel comfortable about that with a 32-year-old guy you replace the left tackle and not taking anything away from Dwayne Brown? He's good. He's not Jason Peters. No, good. he's no. good. He's yeah. a very solid left tackle. He is not a all-pro left tackle. And then after that, you just kind of go, well, uh, there's really nothing. And no one is going to give up a younger, semi-premier, maybe a guy that can work out and, and just be your permanent left tackle at the trade deadline. Like That never happens. Uh, because they need them to win football games. That's what that's what happens here. So the Miami Dolphins, who are dumb, <laughs> we can agree on that now too, right? The, the Dolphins yes. are just stupid. It yeah. doesn't matter what, as long as the front office stays intact, it can be any different head coach. And when you go and say like, hey, you know, the guys behind Mike Pouncey, the guys that are behind uh, Larry Tunsil, uh, who is uh, who's not even having that great of a year anyway, um, you have this disastrous thing happen with your offensive line coach and then you, you expect <laughs> disastrous then, thing happen well, aka he snorting whatever. a little too hard baby <laughs> on the line and uh you know uh, saying, <laughs> saying dirty things to god knows who at that point but how do you just then just go and you look at jay Ajay and be like hey man this is your fault <laughs> i know like how does that happen <laughs> you know and th- and then how are you so comfortably like wow this guy's a, a a premier playmaker a guy that we drafted in the fifth round that ran for 1200 yards and uh when when the offensive line was good he ran for 200 yards in the game and you go yeah no 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 he bugs me he's got to go well I like al- are you kidding me i also love the concept of we're gonna teach these guys a yeah. lesson Jay and Jay, go play for a Super Bowl contender. I'm done like, <laughs> compromising with anybody, so I'll do what I think's best. And those that want to come on board, great. Those that don't, we'll get rid of them. 
So James, James, I gotta, I, I gotta <laughs> let's bring it back around here as we're talking about Adam the, Gase, baby. The head coach discussion. I mean, you were a huge Adam Gase fan. I'm, I'm think, and so was I in the early going. Uh, but now, I mean, there's I'm just starting to wane on my Adam Gase love. He's, you know, he's starting to feel a little bit like Chip Kelly, a little Chip little Kelly, bit. right? Like a little bit Chip, my way or the highway. There's a lot of success early, getting a little power because of the success going to his head. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pulling back the Adam Gase level. But isn't this that. why? That's what I, you know, and not to like go back to the arguments from two years ago. Coaches just do this. They just do this. It's, 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 and it doesn't, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. This is definitely one of those times where it's definitely not working out. Yeah, it looks like it. And, and all of the things out of Miami, Brandon, and this is so funny that it just, it just happens like this every single time. It happens here too in every single city as well. I think there's, there, there is dirt to be slung, and the first things that come out of Miami are not a locker room guy, and he has a degenerative <laughs> knee problem. Yep. What the hell does that mean? If he has a degenerative knee problem and they're not sure if it's going to hold up, that's your excuse to give to the fan base? Like, why did you draft him in the first place? Why did Paxton Lynch, who supposedly has a degenerative shoulder injury, get drafted in the first round? Like, that is that is just slinging mud on the way out. Yeah, you're not hearing that thing before the season starts and the Dolphins want their fan base to be excited about JHI and, and the possible good season that could be ahead. You're not hearing that then. You're hearing it exactly after the trade happens. That always happens where someone gets traded and their name gets dragged yep. through the mud. It's because the org, or it's the, yeah, the organ Miami is leaking that they're they're telling the reporters, hey, you know, they're they're leaking that to the press and to the reporters so that Dolphins fans can see that and be like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad of a trade because he had these knee issues or he had these attitude issues, which really no one can actually prove. You know, it's not yeah. something that you know you would have to be in there. So it's kind of one of those things where I can't like look. I think it's something. It's not nothing. It's not like they just yes. made it up entirely, but it's probably embellished a lot. And I'm not really like seriously majorly concerned about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not either. Look, winning cures all ills. It's a cliche, yes. but it's a cliche for a reason. He's coming to an organization that at, we talked about all year. It seems to have a really stable clubhouse, stable culture, all that type of stuff. But that you're, I mean, great points. I, we see this all the time in sports. My favorite example is Terry Francona in Boston. The dude wins two <laughs> World Series. Yeah. All of a sudden, chicken and beer, and then the guy's a pillhead all of a sudden. Like, yeah. it, it happens every time. It's with managers. It's with trades. You see the guys out of town. It's like, oh, he was a jerk. He was an a-hole. This and that. Like, it happens every time. Don't. Look, there's something he wasn't fitting in, whatever it was, but a, don't go overboard with the the guys at cancer in the locker room or anything because that's it's outrageous. I feel like sometimes it's Cinderella syndrome a little bit. Like there's just a, a mouse that writes a note and just goes, Wee! <laughs> and then it somehow ends up in the hands of media members. Like, well, I well I heard, you Some, know, somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So uh, I I don't know what to think of of all that, but in 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 just I I wouldn't think Legarrette Blunt from the outside would be a good clubhouse guy or a good you know teammate a locker room cancer whatever from his past history but going through the Patriots and he wins the Super Bowl here he's clearly not that guy when he when he is here and I thought that he had the best responses possible for a new running back coming into here he's like hey man you know I'm just going to take the carries that they give me I'm going to be as effective as possible he the, the funny thing that I think about that whole situation with the running backs that, it was already a situation he was coming into. He knew that there were four guys here that he was going to compete against. I don't really think that changes much. If I'm Corey Clement or if I'm Wendell Smallwood, that's a big difference. I'm pissed off. And guess what? 
haven't had any microphones in front of their face this week. So that's where I would say, yeah, those guys are going to be a little more upset than LeGarrette Blunt here. Yeah, well, and I mean, look, LeGarrette Blunt's had this his whole career, right? When is LeGarrette Blunt? I mean, last year, yeah, he got a ton of carries, but he's always been in that role. And if it's a big game for him and they keep going to him and it's working, but he's never been in a situation where it's like, just you, LeGarrette, you're the guy. There's no one else here. It's your backfield. Like, he's always been part of some sort of a committee of, of sorts. Yeah. So I'm with you 100%. I don't think it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, he, he it seems like he's handling it well, and I'm not worried about it. I think Wendell Smallwood, you know, with Doug, the comedy said this week where he kind of like, and, and it got asked about Wendell later. He's like, oh, it's fine. But where he's like, yeah, well, we got, you know, LeGarrette's going to do his thing, and Jai's going to do his thing. Corey's going to do his thing, and, and we'll be fine out there. It's like, whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Already. So, and I don't I'm think, Wendell Smallwood. I'm nervous. I'll say that. That wasn't Freudian, right? BLG. That was like. <laughs> no, he, that he was per- I think that was purposeful. Yeah. Remember last year when we were going through some of Doug Peterson's press conferences early in training camp and Jim Schwartz, and there was a certain cornerback they weren't mentioning every week. And everyone's like, oh, it was Eric Rowe. And <laughs> guess what? They traded that guy yeah. later that, uh, that summer. So I, I definitely think uh, Smallwood not getting mentioned there. And beyond that, it's not even the mentioning thing. It, barely it's, played. Yeah, it's kind of the way the way it's been going. You know, I mean, there there's certain things that that Legarrett does, um, and there's certain things that that Jay can do, and there's certain things that Corey can do, and 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 we continue to uh, to embrace that, and and um, you know, design our run game around around their strengths. And Dave Spadaro, you know, does a column for BGN, and look, you know, you can say it's Spuds. He's gonna, you know, you can question. No, 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 Spuds knows. Yeah, but he knows, and he yeah. knows, and he kind of mentioned that Kenyon Barner is going to be active because of special teams, and he's the punt returner. And then obviously Jay. Well, we don't know for sure this week. Jay Jai, I think he'll be out there in some kind of role. The Garrett Blunt's obviously going to be up, and then Corey Clement has been doing great things as and an special undrafted teams, free agent. Yeah, special teams. He made that catch in mm-hmm. the Washington game. That leaves Wendell Smallwood as the odd man out. I just don't see where he's going to fit in. We didn't see it against the 49ers. There was a point in that game where I was like, is Wendell Smallwood even here today? Yeah, yeah. So I think he's the one who really doesn't. And look, you know what? That's his fault. He, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's not making the most of the opportunities he's had. It's not like he can be super upset that they traded for Jay Ajayi. Yeah, so if you can just delete all your takes from two years ago about everybody shouting at B and Ben the Ton and saying, like, <laughs> he's not a, hey, just give him a chance. Listen, it's just it's just how it is. You always looked at him as a complimentary running back, and now there's a, not a complimentary running back in the system, which I think is exactly what this team needs for playoffs, for cold weather, as, you know, everybody's bundling up in their hoodies and, Getting ready, getting this thing ready to roll, and for God's sake, the Super Bowl is in Minnesota. So uh, you know what do they? Let's go, man. This is this is how I feel. I'm, I'm ready to. I think this is, and and people are probably going to say, "Well, you're overstepping your bounds here." That to me is the last thing that you needed to compete for a Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to win it, but that's what you needed right there. You needed a guy that you can hand it off to 17 to 20 times when you need to. I mean, I thought I thought they could compete for a Super Bowl even without the trade. I think you had a guy like a Jai, yeah. it's like a no-brainer. I, yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. And I, I also just to add to that point about Smallwood, look, a Jai can can catch the ball. Like it's not like he's got no hands. I know he hasn't done yeah, it it's a ton a big of Miami. Myth that's going around. F- what four or five catches per game at Boise State, like he's shown the ability to do that. Um so yeah, I think I think Smallwood certainly the uh, odd man out, and it's deserved. 888-729-9494. It's good to Blake in California. Blake, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. All right. Well, first of all, I agree with everything we said about the JHI situation in Miami, trying to justify it in their own eyes. 
But I want to talk about another team's running back situation, a team we all know and hate, ah, the Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> Dallas sucks. Like, what, like the whole will he, won't he play, and now he's going to play this week. It's driving me insane. Like on the one hand, <laughs> on the one hand, I would love to see the Cowboys weaker and then just lose these next tough stretch of games. But on the other, I would just love to beat them down with Zeke there. That way they'd have no excuses. They'd probably make something up regardless. And Blake, Malcolm, whole... Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins thinks the same thing, too. He, he came out this week and he said, like, hey, what they're doing to Zeke is unfair, which I thought was quite a statement to make. You know, I think it's uh, I don't I don't think there are a lot of NFL players that are that are digging what's going on. And listen, I'm I we pretty much know where we all stand on on him and in general, but it is kind of weird that they are kicking him around like a pawn. All this really matters. I think when when the Zeke situation keeps continuing on, all this is is a real fight for the contract in 2020. That's all anything's really happening here, and Zeke's just kind of like in the middle of that. Yeah, that probably makes sense. It's just I've never seen anything like this. You would think at a certain point you would just take it and then it's just adjust. Yeah. But- not it's, not with Jerry. You know, not with Jerry fight. at his back, yeah, yeah. man. You kidding? Not with Jerry Jones. Jerry's like, I run this league. You yeah. can't tell me what to do. It's me and Robert Kraft, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, although, yeah, thanks for the call, Blake. I really do think we'll get into that a little later. Uh, NFC lease, by the way, coming up at one forty. You want to stay tuned for that one? But I, I, I think Zeke is and the team has fired its last bullet. I, I think, think so that was too. the last one in the chamber, and you're just kind of like, all right. We got one more shot this week. Do whatever, whatever the Hail Mary play is. I need that for this this week coming in. So we'll have to see what happens. Let's go quickly to Scott in uh, Barrington. Scott, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Gentlemen of the jury, what's popping? <laughs> well, you know. How you guys doing? We're, uh, the coffee is flowing, and uh, and we're enjoying a great Saturday here, Scotty. Good, good. I'm enjoying it. You guys are keeping the cup as I'm doing this detail. I know I'm always working. Yes, always, uh, ladies, always. Ladies, don't, ladies don't like broke guys. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, uh, Man, hold on. Nah, Scotty, Scotty, you need yeah. to put your face in that saying, and I will buy that T-shirt. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> Make some money together. But um, nah, thank you guys again for keeping the company. And, um, let me add to the mix. A um, couple quick things. Um, I'll tell my man to answer the phone. I, I, I have no problem with the Jay signing. Um. Just in case LeGarrette Blunt doesn't work, we got this for a backup. Number two, we didn't have to give up any a fourth round pick. Wow. Number three, to speak on, um, we know Mr. Brother Ruben Frank pretty much knows his knowledgeability. He, that, that, what what player doesn't you know have a little you know tango with the coach? Mm-hmm. Number number four, I'm not saying Jay was doing it, but. Usually you coach Stewart before a meeting. Come on now, man. That's just working. That's just. That's Stevie Wonder can see that's, that's just straight up. The players, even if they're not doing it, they're like, well, they, well damn, this guy's doing it. Well, why should we care? He's up here right before a team meeting. So <laughs> that was just a bad fit, bad time. And number, num, number, if I'm on number five or number six, correct me, Brother Deuce Staley, he's going to check that attitude at the door. I've seen Deuce on the sidelines. 100%. People by their ears just about and get neck world. And he has accountability, sir, people. So, with that being said, he knows he's coming to a better environment, a winning environment, and number three, you got Deuce there, big Deuce. So, fellas, with that being said, I have no problem with it. My score of the game tomorrow, if I may give it before I go off the air. Absolutely. I'm going to say 37-17. from uh from our buddy Scotty. Scotty's such a respectful caller. If I, is, may, if I may. If I You know, it's so nice. Of course it's you so, can. It's so, of course. Just talk, Scotty. We love you, buddy. Real quick before we hit the break. This is this is my only problem with Jay Ajayi 
and I can't figure out what is true uh-uh. and what is not. I don't know if we're in a police academy situation, and I know that's a, a throwback to, you know, George Martin or George Martin well, yeah. when you're trying to get some ladies. Jackie right, right now, I've just been focusing on uh, just the game and, and just really just enjoying the moments I have with my teammates and my coaches. Um, I'm not really looking to it. Okay, so that's, that's 2014 Jay Ajayi, right? 2014. Did you hear an accent in there at all? Because I, I, not I, really. I, I, that sounds pretty damn American. Here is current day 2017 Jay Ajayi. Um, you know, th- those are the criticisms that are out there. I can only speak on, you know, how I view myself, um, and I view myself as a team guy. Um, and I'm excited to be here on the Eagles. Excited for this opportunity. Opportunity. Um, you, know, you can definitely hear the, Br- the, the Britishism. Um, so woke up today as a Philadelphia Eagle, and I'm very excited about that. My question is: Is it real or is it fake? <laughs> is he drumming it up a little bit because he's in a new town and he needs, <laughs> needs to get his Tinder game on? We'll discuss that. We'll take your phone calls. It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Oh, get it started, baby. There it is. 3.30. Everybody's going to freak out because that that's when it becomes the most important thing because... That's all you want to hear at nighttime. Uh, wait, is that what? What are they, Jack? Are they it's at, Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, no. Is they, are they playing at night or are they playing at three thirty as well? No, Penn State and Michigan State are on right now, and they're in a weather delay. Oh my God, a weather delay. Yeah. Football's getting soft. My God. Well, keep us updated on the score on that because uh, yeah, if Michigan State takes care of business today. Far too much Woo! opponents of Penn State fight songs on this yeah. show as of late. <laughs> that's why, and that's why we love it. Uh, each and every time. Hey, uh, guess what, gang? Uh, at uh, BGN underscore radio is where you can find us on the Twitter.com. And uh, we got to say thank you to everyone because in just four months, we went from 3 million to 4 million listens just like that. And that's wow. all because of you guys. So in celebration of that, we are having the BGN radio bi-week beer bash, which is going to be next Sunday during the bi-week. We know you don't have anything to do. Uh, and we're going to hang out at the casino at Delaware Park. And you got to be 21, but we will be providing free pizza, which BLG's already freaking out about. <laughs> there might not be much if BLG's there, but, you know, it's all right. Free pizza, free beer as well. And we're going to be laying uh, some parlays down. And Free beer you... is kind of like my thing, John. Yeah, so exactly. Free beer, free pizza, and we're going to make some parlay bets, uh, obviously, there, because it's the only place that you can do that. Uh, legally in uh, in anywhere around here. You can't do that in Jersey. You can't, can't do it in PA. So we're going to go down to Delaware and have that. That's not your thing either. We will be playing a little fantasy football with the uh, the draft.com yeah, mobile app and doing buddy. a lot of fun. So uh, again, Sunday, next Sunday, the 12th, uh, we'll be hanging out and doing that. So fellas, is the accent real or not? I see. <laughs> That's, that's a, I feel that's like he turns it on. There. I just feel like he turns it on. I think it's real. I think it's real. And, and it's just muddled? It's just muddled there. You know, it's just muddled. I think, look, it gets to be one of those things where he lives in America. He's around American accents all the time. Like, you start to become homogenous. You start to become what everyone else is. I think that the accent is still there at the core of him. And it just comes out when it comes out in those little, like, opportunity and words like that. <laughs> 
Um, but I I, th- I think it's real, and sometimes it just sounds a little more tamped down because of the homogenizing of the Pull movie. your head out of your ass! <laughs> Is he doing it more here because it's a new city? It's real, but... But... There is a conspiracy angle here. What mm. if he's like, he wants to be the premier star NFL player from London. So he has that kind of going for uh-huh. his brand. Uh-huh. And he, I, I mean, it's real. He's from London. Like, it can't be, yeah, you know, that's we, not made up. Like, we can't, like, it's just not totally not... fake. Like, that That would be crazy, though. Imagine, yeah. like, someone just came to the team and just. Uh, hello, fellas. <laughs> yeah. I That'd was born amazing. in Georgia, but I love being British. <laughs> I think it's real. Not bad. We, we actually had uh, the, the, the WRAM down there in Miami, uh-huh. Alex Deneau. And he did say that about Ed Jai. He's more he's concerned about being the British star football player. Oh, so he wants it. That's like part of his brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, See he does turn it on. He go. definitely turns Good it on. Good for him. See? I know, we I know, need I, a British I, no, football I love it. star. I love it because all we do is send the worst teams in the league over right. to Britain. At least let them have a star. I mean, come on. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's good to Vinny in West Philly. Vinny, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Yo, what's up, guys? Nothing much. Doing man. good. How y'all doing today? Doing fantastic, my friend. What's on your mind? And just one, two points. One point is uh, everybody knew that Smallwood was supposed to be our feature back coming into the season before Blunt was supposed to come in and just actually back with the $1 million deal. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I think it was just supposed to be running back by committee, and they were just going to do it hot-handish. Well, maybe, but Smallwood was on the clock anyway. He's yeah. injured. He's not consistent, whatever may be the case. So bringing in the Giants was definitely a great move. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, I, I thought that that was, again, I, and, and for the value that they got, and like we just said, it's he's under half a million dollars for the next year and a half. Like, he can't crazy. beat that for the, hopefully, the amount of production that he's going to get here. And none guaranteed. Right. So if, so if like, he does get hurt or something happens, you don't have to pay him. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. He on a yeah, rookie contract, right? Yeah, camp, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a great move by house. So that was, you know, the, the, the thing is to upgrade the team. Get the best player you can get on your team. It's not to say to get a left tackle or linebacker. Whoever's the best best, best player, that's what you grab, right? Yes, yes, absolutely, Vinny. And that's one of the things. In, and we and it is a need. Like again, it yeah. is a need. And that's regardless a, of need or not, he be your best player. If that guy, if he the best running back, if he out, he better than anybody you got. Then you grab. Him. Absolutely, yeah, Vinny. We upgrade. appreciate the call, man. And that's the other part of this too. And I don't think we've really mentioned that about him. Is he can create his own yards? Yes, like he does more he so has. than anyone on the team. Yes, yeah. I mean, like we, a lot of people, have, you know, just go on Twitter and see all the the little videos and gifs of him just making lots out of absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole line in Miami is bad. It's a really bad offensive line. It's an offense that is not working, you know, together, or, you know, well whatsoever. A lot of what Ajay is doing is is making his own yards. And BLG, do we overstate maybe a little too much that, I mean, I've even said it this week, too. It's just like, wait, I'm not sure how many times you're going to be able to run to the left side with Big V over there. But if you give him a tiny little bit of help, and that's that's the best thing about Ajay is you just need to give him a little bit. Just give him a little bit, and he can find that hole, get those four yards, five yards, maybe even break one off there. Are we overstating that a little too much that you're just not going to be uh, on that side there? you're concerned about the offensive line yes. they've done. I, I think, here's what I said earlier, like going back to what I did say earlier about how LeGarrette Blunt is getting holes, but and we even saw that a lot, I think, in week one, which is why he kind of didn't get carries in week two, by the way, which he didn't really have a temper tantrum with. So <laughs> yeah. people talk about this thing, Good like, point. is yeah. he going to get upset? Well, he had no carries in week two, and he seemed to be fine. Yeah. So I think it's a situation where he, you know, these holes are getting opened, but they don't have a home run hitter 
to get to the house. And now JHI can do that. You see the things he can do. There's a good film study on bleedinggreennation.com this week from uh, one of our friends named Brett Coleman uh, at SB Nation. And he did a really good, thorough film breakdown on JHI and just talked about how, you know, there's there's certain plays where it's supposed to be blocked up a certain way and it's not there. He can just take a little, little seam, little crease in there and just make a huge play. Now, I think... That's one, maybe one of the concerns with him as well. And one of the things people really said about Shady, honestly, you know, he can make the big plays, but sometimes he would, you know, dance around in the backfield and get tackled for a loss. You have to live with that because he's probably going to get more big gains than not. Overall, uh, he just adds just a, a really fun element to this offense. You guys talked about it on, we, we were all talking about it on the preview show here at BGN underscore radio about how, you have LeGarrette Bunt, you have J.H.I. in postseason, or at least late season, mm-hmm. cold weather. Yeah. Defenders are trying to tackle these guys. Jalen Mills was on NFL Network this week, and he was talking about how, look, you know, I'm a defender. I have to f- tackle one of those guys all game long. You know, like, I don't Forget like it. that. Yeah. Now, now you add another guy that I have to deal with? Like, that's, come on. Especially if you're just going to go, th- I mean, see, uh, I know we like to say thunder and lightning when it comes to that. Listen, this is thunder and thunder. Yeah, yep. buddy. This <laughs> is just... This is just blunt force, just, you know, getting to that second level and getting to those corners, getting to that secondary, the linebackers or whatever. So it's uh, – and this is the thing, too. Don't overreact this week because he's going to get, like, seven touches for, like, zero yards. And, and I really respect Denver's running defense more than – then probably uh, d- d- I mean they've got number one DVOA in terms of run defense in football. They've I mean, never allowed really a, they haven't allowed defense. a touchdown. I think all year on they've the not allowed a touchdown. So again. don't overreact yes. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe yes. maybe we yes. get to see that. And we will definitely get into the game uh, part of this as as we come along here too. But um, I, I just think that you know it's a, it's a really it turns into a pretty special backfield uh, when you have both of those guys back there. Let's go to Dan in West Philly. Dan, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Nothing much, man. Um, I was I wanted I heard somebody commenting about the Ezekiel Elliott thing, but first I wanted to say, man, I was excited when I heard about uh Jay Ajayi. Uh, I always uh <clears throat> looked at him as a bruiser, especially last year. I think he had like three games over two hundred yards yep. rushing. Yep. So, you know, um I thought he was an up and coming running back in the league. I never knew anything about his knees, but I'm happy to have a guy. I don't think that's gonna be that big of a deal, especially being though it's not that much of a risk because we got them only for, you know, two, what is it, two and a half mil and a, a couple of years or what have you, so that's not a big deal. However, one of the things I keep hearing people say is people get excited about Ezekiel Elliott being out. Look, I'm an Eagles fan. I don't care if we play him with or without Ezekiel Elliott. I want to play them at their best so that no one can say, well, Ezekiel Elliott was out. Huh, that's too cool you know, today anyway. that said that. Yeah, it's you, know what the, you know what, though, Dan? I wouldn't feel as bad because as, as much as they talk about Dak Prescott being that guy – um, right. Sorry, man. Like if, yeah, if Dak's that good, then, then Dak, let's yeah. see it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I also think that it doesn't matter who's been running. Two years, each of the running backs ran for a thousand yards. Those different running backs, and you got it's that O line. I don't. I think. Uh, um, I know you what know, you're more, saying, but Zeke, Zeke, like Zeke's really good. Like, like no, Alfred yeah. Morris is not, look at the, Alfred Morris look at the is not Zeke. I know. I'm with you, Dan. And the O line is not as good as it's been, Lyle Collins. Not as good on the right side as as they have hoped so far. Huh. Yeah, shocking. Um, but I, I get what you're saying, Dan. That O line deserves a lot of credit, but at the same time, like you can't minimize the loss of Zeke. Like Zeke is the best player on that offense, offense by far. Yeah. I think Zeke 
open space on his own. Like, in fact, if you look at his highlights, the holes, you can ride a truck through it. I'm dead serious. Every time I see him, he's just very strong at finishing runs at the end. He doesn't, he's he's not elusive. He doesn't make his own space. He finishes runs. Like, if you touch well, the him, thi- he's going to get another yeah, four yards. Dan, in the, in the same way, we appreciate the call. It's a, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that they're the same running back, but the same play style. Like, uh, Jai does the same yeah. thing. Like, he's not... I shouldn't say that because I think there's more. Well, first of all, he's just underrating Zeke there. Like you can't say that Zeke doesn't <laughs> yeah. create his own yards. You can't say that all he does is finish runs well. Like I hate the guy. He's a he is one of the he's best running. Yeah. He's one of the three best running backs in the sport. Uh, period. End of story. No, that's Saquon yeah, yeah. Barkley, yeah. Brandon. Come on, man, get your running backs right. Come on, man. Do uh, you know? Yeah, everybody I, says that. Listen, I, I think there's whatever. If he's there or not, it it shouldn't matter because. The excuses of the Dallas fan base will always be there, no yeah, matter it what, because <laughs> it, it's always built into something that doesn't point. do this You're and whatever. Right, John. So. It doesn't matter whether he's there or not. They're going to have excuses. Speaking of Dallas, we'll get in the NFC least. That's next right here on BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. You can catch up on all things Eagles in our BGN radio feed. Just go find us at BGN underscore radio. iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play, wherever you can find your most finest podcast. In fact, uh, we had a nice conversation with Danny Kelly from The Ringer on Friday, along with Bo Wolf, where we also talked about, you know, this potential conspiracy theory about Jay Ajayi, he was the one that he's the Bo one that sparked the, per- the conversation. I was about to say, Bo, that is like the bowest of bow topics right there. Yeah, Bo Wolf from The Athletic is on there as well. Plus, you can catch up on our preview show uh, with Teron Davenport, Vince Quinn, and Barrett Brooks. Get the afternoon QB with uh, with uh, BLG every Monday uh, as well. And, of course, Jack Fritz's brand new podcast, The Counterpoint Podcast, where he doesn't want Howie or Joe to break up at all. And I thought that was a great point today or uh, this this past week, right? You don't like it. It's going so well that it might come crumbling down in the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, they have to get married and, and stay yeah, I mean, married forever. We're still Philadelphia, so we assume the worst. But those guys kind of complement each other perfectly. And I don't want them to break up at all. Because <laughs> listen, listen, Howie's been great at the contracts, and he's been an innovative guy in trading, as we've seen with the JHI, Darren Sproles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ronald Darby, Timmy, Timmy Jernigan. Yeah. It's all innovative. Like, you don't really see trades. And then you got Joe Douglas, who the player personnel and like. He clearly has the eye, and it's just the perfect marriage, and never break up. Well, we want to get into that, too, because it is interesting how this team has been built this year and how much success that they have. I think that's a great point. But we want to get to the bad things because it's time for the NFC least. The follies. The screwballs. And the screw-ups. It's BGN Radio's NFC least on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's start the least out by mentioning the fact that we mention every podcast on the BGN radio feed, except for our fantasy show, Listen, we were which this there. guy does. Like, nobody cares about that, but just, it's all good. You just got to raise, raise your arms up and create this a stick. This week in like fantasy, Jack. me and Sigmund Bloom. Sigmund Bloom is the man. Check it out. All right. Let's get into the real least. As we love to do, we go around the division. Johnny, let's start it off with the, I mean... The most pathetic losers right now. Let's head up the turnpike. Let's oh, go on New York. Who cares? <laughs> You're irrelevant. You're so damn irrelevant. You, you, for the second week in a row, you suspended a corner. 
Congratulations. <laughs> You're really going to send a message into next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Janoris Jenkins, our best corner. Yeah, he's not following the program, just like DRC. Maybe check your fat, blubbering ass <laughs> in the mirror. Ben McAdoo. Maybe that'll help your situation moving forward. He's going to shave his mustache at some point. That's going to be the move, I'm telling you. All right. Let's head down to the nation's capital, poor Washington. What is going on oh, in D.C.? Oh, Kirk. Kirk Coupons. Buddy. It's it's all over. It must have been last, <laughs> but it's over now. Lunch, went and he kissed another head coach. <laughs> it's over, buddy. It's over. And what happened? You were supposed to go to San Francisco. Washington was supposed to just botch this whole thing, let you walk free into the arms of the one and the only. I forget his name. Kyle it's Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. I don't know why he escaped my head. But now, now it's now it's quarterback carousel. We don't know. Is Mr. Smith going to Washington? Where do you end up, pal? Are you really going to sign a deal for $22 million or something crazy that's going to happen? It doesn't matter because Washington has once again botched the hell out of this thing. And bye-bye. Your season's over. Congratulations. You just wasted all that money on coupons for nothing. Kyle Shanahan's totally ghosting Cousins when he texts, isn't Definitely. he? You know it. Oh, no response. Hey, guys, Kyle, what's going on? Nothing. Nothing. All right, let's get to the worst of the worst of the worst. What's going on in Dallas? Jerry Jones seriously used a pizza guy to fight his own battles this week. <laughs> he hates Roger Goodell so much, he just writes something down. Here, say this. Just say that because it'll help me because I own 122 pizza shops. And that'll that, that's going to help me fight against this crazy battle, which I you really don't care about, Jerry. Stop acting like you care about your players. This is your ego getting involved. This is you wanting to fight Roger Goodell at every step of the way. You already tried to take the money away from him. You already tried to oust him out of his job. And, and I, here's what the end game is, Jerry. You want to be in that seat. You act like you run the league already. And, and you kind of do, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> Stop trying to get involved with all this dumb stuff. Just leave it on the way out. All right, Johnny. We 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 got to do ourselves. Like we don't. We, yeah, Jack. Jeez, you've been here two before. Two weeks in a row. Right, Pull your head out of your ass. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Fritz. Get on your game here. We, we have to do ourselves because we the NFC least, and we are part of the NFC least. John, what's going on here in Philly? I'm, guys, I'm a little stressed. Why is that? I'm a little stressed out. I have no idea where the Eagles are going to book their hotel in Minnesota. <laughs> Could it be? the? I mean, the Radisson, it's economical, but it's not great. Lowe's, it's it's expensive, but, you know, maybe there's some distractions there. Or the Hotel Ivy. Hotel Ivy's been there for years. It's a three-star place. You got to go Ivy. God, I don't know where they're going to end up in Minnesota. I'm stressing out about it. <laughs> you know? It's hard booking hotel rooms when it's already November. They're going to just check out the Mall of America, yeah, right? That's maybe. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. Let's go to Will and They're South They're going Jersey. to like a Prince retrospective. Will, Will, what's happening, man? How are you? Yeah, Will. Oh, hey, what's going on? What's up, buddy? Hey, um, just wanted to call about uh, the Jay Ajayi situation with his accent. Yes. Ooh. Um, now, the way I'm processing it is kind of, I'm going to say it's real. Yes, he's on yeah, my side. But do, do, I, I, I'll, I'm not saying it's not real. But I also think it's, it's. He's been here so long that it's not even close to what it was. And when he needs to turn it on, he turns it on. 
Right, and and I was kind of going to get into your situation when you were talking about the whole uh, Tinder thing. A lot of ladies in Philadelphia are really loving that accent. That, yes, that's right. As well, they should. I mean, I, I know a, a lady with a British accent. Like, I'm in. Like, I don't even care. I hear the voice. I'm like, yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of uh, so well, a lot well, of ladies out here that that yeah, like I said, they love that accent. It's all over social media. Will, have you used the fake accent to maybe hook a lady? Yeah, come sometimes yes! to get a, to a little uh, Spanish. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, see? And they're like, hola, baby. See, that's a, hola, 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 baby. That's, hola, that's what James baby. leads with. That's all I got. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Como se llama? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I'm going to try. It just and... means what's your name? I'm not. Come on. Let's chill out here. We're going to work, work on Spanish uh, pickup lines with James Seltzer, <laughs> and we're going to get into the Broncos and the Eagles preview next. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD 1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. By the way, was that a uh, was that a roll the J a guy and pass it the Legarrett Blunt joke that I just heard? I don't even think it was. I think it was just a, a general joke about Denver and Colorado, <laughs> and they are, certain things are legal there that aren't legal here. Well, I'm just saying it that could was be. the thing. Very explicit there, yeah. though. No, I like it. Smoke a bowl, and I guess you know. I did see real quick the Pablo Torres tweet was was great. Where oh, a jai is how Australian people say jay. <laughs> oh, nice. A jai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like that's pretty good. Yeah. That's oh, good. oh, the same with uh, if you say Michael Caine, it's like saying Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I learned that in a YouTube video. Thank you, Internet. Uh, it is BGN Radio on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee, Gatton. All hanging out with you for uh, another hour, and let's get into that a little bit because, and this is the thing that was get into pu- weed smoking. No, no, <laughs> no, to Denver, to Denver. Uh, as it was so funny because it just popped up on the NFL Network, and me and James were laughing at it. Can Brock Osweiler save the Broncos' season? Uh, I'll answer that right now. No, because we've seen him play quarterback before. Can- and it's also amazing to me. Did you guys hear the press conference from uh, 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 from from Denver coming out of why they made the switch? It was just the the line. I think literally was, "Well, he play, he's played a lot of football. <laughs> he's played football before." And we're like, "Yeah, that's a, that's a that's not a great qualification." But my, my dad's played football before too. He's not <laughs> slinging the rock uh, out there either. But yeah, I I, I think there is. I, I, a, a small underestimation of this Denver team. Look, they're not good. I'm not trying to. Their offense is horrible, and I think it gets worse with Brock in there um, because he can't. Like, yes, he has an arm, but it's not going anywhere. It mm-hmm. could be in. He could throw it to Altoona. I, mm-hmm. I don't know at any point in time where it's going to be. Emmanuel Sanders looks like he is going to go, uh, but he's still coming off a, a, a pretty bad injury there. There's not a lot offensively that. Scares you, other than maybe A.J. Derby sneaking out there. And, yes, Demarius Thomas is always going to be that type of threat. But uh, uh, this pretty much just lines up with everything that Denver does. They run the football really well, so that's a good matchup for this defense. And I I, I agree with the, the Vegas line. I think eight coming out and seven and a half, I, I think it could end up being right around there, James. Yeah, I think it's even higher. And we'll, we'll get to our score predictions later. But I feel... Very confident with this game on Sunday. The Broncos don't scare me at all. Offensively, like you said, John, 
They're a bad offensive football team. Not even, not even like mediocre, not average. They are a straight bad offensive football team. They switch out four-fifths of their offensive line. It is a bad offensive line. And they have like, the running backs are okay. I mean, C.J. Anderson is fine. Jamal Charles is fine. De- Devontae Booker is fine. Like, none of these guys are really good or anything. De- uh, Demarius Thomas, I think, has like one touchdown in his last 14 games or something crazy like that. Emmanuel Sanders... Uh, you know, banged up, zero worries. Like, I think the only way Denver is a, a bold statement. The only way Denver scoring a touchdown on Sunday is if their defense or special team scores it. That's how confidently I feel against the Eagles defense taking on Brock Osweiler. I mean, their offense is averaging 9.7 points. And that was with Trevor Simeon. Yeah. Who's their last better three than Brock games. Osweiler. Holy. It's crazy. How about this for you? The Eagles have scored more than 20 points in their last 12 games, 12 of 12. The Broncos have scored more than 20 points in three of their last 12 <laughs> games. So this is certainly a situation where Denver's coming in here. And look, this is a tough spot for them. Too. Yeah. They're short playing week. on a short week. They're coming out to the East Coast for a one o'clock game. Like that's not a good spot for them at all. Great point. I definitely think those things factor into it. Uh, I just don't see this as a, I mean, here's the thing that does make, Denver dangerous. I mean, this is pretty much their season right here. Like they need mm-hmm. this game to stay alive. They're probably not winning the West, but in order to kind of just even stay alive for, for a wild card, a, yeah, yeah a wild card spot, they really need this one. And so there's always that desperation factor. I'm not going to call it a trap game, of course, because <laughs> I, not, not looking ahead to that bye week game, it's yeah. a tough one coming up. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I do think the defense, though. I mean, it's it's a really good defense still. It's not the level. With, what it was when they're going on the Super Bowl run, but there's still a lot of the same players, some similar players there. Von Miller obviously Fine, is yep. pretty not a bad player, I would say. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a pretty right. okay player. He's I might take him on the Trust is pretty well. So it'd be, it'd be a, it's a, still a pretty tough matchup from that end. You're, you're looking at their defense and you're thinking, all right, how are we even going to attack this unit? Yeah, and that's where you just kind of look at the. the it, I feel like this is going to be another Nelson Aguilar game. Well, yeah. you know, and that's where it's just and, and it's a much better secondary than I think you would have faced against. I think the toughest one is still maybe Carolina. I, I don't know. Giants. That they Kansas face, City, yeah, I guess. Chargers have a decent secondary, too, um, you know, with Casey Aver back there and stuff. But I, I, look, this is definitely the best secondary. They played three legit corners to Lib, uh, Bradley Roby and obviously Chris Harris in the slot. Like all three are great. <laughs> There's no arguing against that. Um, but They've been much better against the run. They are, the, again, the number one rush defense in terms of DVOA. Um, they are number 12 or 13 against the pass. So while there are a lot of big names there, they, they've been somewhat susceptible to being beaten through the air, comparatively at least to to the pass, where they've been like the best because pass defense in the league. Why? Do you know why? Well, the safeties have been a lot. You know, they get rid of where T.J. Ward. vulnerable? Well, tight ends. That's yep, where I was yeah. heading to. It's like that, that. Yeah, that's where I was going to is the fact that this is like Zach Ertz. They have the number allowed the most points to tight ends in terms of fantasy points. Like they are, they have been had a lot of trouble defending tight ends. It's a Zach Ertz type game for so me. So for the uh, yeah, for the ninth week in a row, it's going to be the Zach Ertz game. Hey, <laughs> you know, that's like every, every matchup yep. ends up being that way because of the two guys on the outside, and you have to take care of that. And well, I want to get into that a little bit too because. That's still that's still been the the theme thus far is well, where is Alshon Jeffrey? Where is Torrey Smith? Where are their numbers? Where is that? You even heard the coach speak about it this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think oh, Frank Reich is the one that pointed it out. He goes, listen, uh, on some of those touchdown plays that we've had, if Torrey Smith is running at 
then that doesn't happen. You know, he is making sure to draw all that coverage to that side, and that's what opens a lot of that up. It's going to continue on, and that's why I think between those two guys, that's why you're seeing if they have – I'm, I'm to this rule now, and because they faced some pretty good corners so far already, uh, especially for fantasy purposes, which you're, you're kind of tinkering with now too, if they do face a really tough secondary – Zach Ertz and Nelson Aguilar will score a touchdown. I mean, for Zach Ertz, he can score a touchdown at any yeah. point. But Nelson Aguilar will score a touchdown in this game. It That's is a how tough it comes for Matt. To. I mean, Chris Harris is legit in the slot. Like, Definitely it's not, is. You know, but I, I'm with you. I do think that of the Eagles' three receivers, I would feel most bullish about Aguilar for this game. Let's go to uh, Steve in Ben Salem. Uh, Steve, what's going on, buddy? How are you? How are you guys doing? Good, Steve. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. losing my voice here. I'm really excited about the Jai pickup, and I can tell you, I wanted to ask you guys a certain question, and I know this might be a little far-fetched. We've only ran a few bubble screens this year, but could you run a bubble screen? I mean, with Kelsey out there, it's fantastic, but could you imagine Blount Blount, uh, leading the way and just flattening people and opening that room for our Jai? I don't. Oh, you're saying like having having them both on the field and and Blunt becomes a blocker yes. at that point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's as. I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> you know, I think it might be a little fun, but <laughs> sure. I wouldn't expect it. I don't think you'll see a bubble screen out of either one of those guys, but mm-hmm. uh, okay. uh, you'll definitely see some you know double reverse screen type of type because, of plays between him and like maybe Ertz or uh, Selick and uh, and Ajayi oh, out okay. there. Because I did see like condensed films of uh, of a guy when he was on the Dolphins, and literally the other guy was featured. I forget what the other running back's name is. You probably know. And um, Damian Williams, Kenyon Drake, one of those guys. Uh, one of those guys, yeah. And he was standing with his hands in his on his on his hips because they were running sweeps the other way, and they didn't utilize the guy. And I was just like, why are they not featuring this guy at all? You know, it's just like. Well, Steve, I think it's I think it's because that uh, Adam Gase and his offensive genius is not so genius. And when you have, uh, yeah, he always I think he was talking about the Jay Cutler play, right, where he's yeah. just acting like he's smoke smoking a marble. He was and not supposed caring. to be doing that, John. Yeah, of course That's what he they was. said. Of course he was. <laughs> uh, but I think in the yeah, especially in the screen game, that's where you're going to see that. I, I've noticed that they've. They're still doing that. Like, there's a way to wait, a way to wait. And you're going to have to do that against this team at some point. I think people need to get ready for Carson Wentz getting killed this week, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's just going to he's just gonna take hits. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't, don't want to be ready for that. No, I'm not I'm ready just, for that. Sounds like an awful idea. I'm, and still be okay. Like, not, I'm not saying he's going to get injured. I'm just saying he's going to take a lot of hits this week. Yeah, they're going to get to. I mean, like, again, Von Miller is going to beat anybody. Uh, you know, Lane Johnson's going to do his best, but Von Miller will beat him, I'm sure. Uh, they will probably move Von around a little bit. They don't do that a ton, though. Like, they really don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think they'll try and get a matchup on Big V when they can. One way or the other, certainly you're not going to stop Von Miller 100% of the game. You're not going to stop Derek Wolf 100% of the game. They'll, they'll get some pressure. But I really do think that, at least in my mind, I think the way you have to beat this Broncos team and the way I think they will, obviously, outside of the defense just owning Brock Osweiler, is you're going to have to be able to throw the ball a little bit. And the thing is, with moving Von, I like how everyone just assumes like you can move him it's like, over no, yeah, it's flipping around. Big V, and it's like... You know, like, and then the other side is magic. Like, see, if you do that, then Lane Johnson is blocking a less quality player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then just run right there yep. or, or like roll yep. out that way. Exactly. And then Vaughn isn't even a factor. So it's like it's, 90% of his snaps or something. He's on that or, side. Or you're putting Vaughn over in the other side. It's not the side he's used to playing. 
and you could have Big V and you could have Ertz or someone there chipping him too. So it's like that, that's not just like an easy, oh, we just put Vaughn over Big V and then we win the game. <laughs> yeah. like, it's not, yeah. And by the way, a lot of people talk about that matchup. A lot of people don't talk about how Brandon, Ga- Brand- <laughs> Brandon Graham is going up against the Broncos' right tackle, oh, yeah. Menelik Watson. That yeah. guy is not He's brutal, man. Good. And he popped up on the injury report well, this he's, week. He's always injured. Menelik Watson is always he's always injured. So there you go. So he's not a good, you know, that's not a good matchup for the, the Broncos either. And, man, we talk, I know James talked about it earlier here, saying the only way they're going to score a touchdown <laughs> is, you know, getting a defensive score. I mean, the Eagles going, like, if you're the Broncos going to this game and Forget Brock is the quarterback for a second. You could have – it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. So yeah, much. it could be Tom Brady, and it'd be yeah, fine. It could <laughs> be Tom Brady. It could be – as far as the quarterbacks on Denver's roster. Um, what makes you feel good going against this Eagles defense? I mean, Nothing. the way they're playing, they're coming off their strongest game of the year. Yep. Again, it was the 49ers, but still, they went out there and they dominated that team. They they hit C.J. beat hard, as James <laughs> would like to say. They, they beat him up hard. So They beat him hard. And there when's the go. last time that, you know, I can't remember any quarterback switch in the middle of the year that has ever been like, oh, that's much better. Other than maybe Mark Sanchez, Nick Foles. But, well, you know, yeah. we don't have to get into that. It wasn't even much. It was just slightly. <laughs> well, that's what yeah. I mean. Like, there's, it's a great there's, question. There's no like, oh, Mid-year, yeah. Mid-year, that's a great the question. You're a non-by-injury. Yeah. yeah, it's a, like, I, I can't think big. of one. Le- yeah, I mean, injury, yeah. Yeah, injury Foles, there's some to inj- point well, to. Well, injury's different. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Jeff Hostetler won a Super Bowl sure. as a backup quarterback. But I still, like... Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Jeff Garcia. No, he's our baby. But injury, it's a great point. Like, I cannot remember a single time where it was a, a midseason quarterback switch, We're doing not this because, because of injury. Play. We're yeah. doing this because of play. Where it actually, it's a great point, Jeff. Yeah, it hasn't, hasn't really worked out for anybody. So that's got to gotta make you feel uh, uh, a lot better about, you know, this week in general if you're trying to scare yourself up. And I don't think it's, I, I do think it's going to be defense versus defense. I don't expect the Eagles offense to go out there and light up the world and, even though Brandon's saying 20 points, maybe they don't even get to that, but it doesn't. I mean, I would love a 17 to nothing. We're back in black shutouts. That's great. Yeah, Fantastic. Buddy. We'll take that. Uh, let's go to uh, Levi. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Levi! Good. Hey, how you doing, Seltzer? What's up, Listen, man? I, I wanted to call you guys and talk to you about a couple of things because I really think this game is going to be with the defensive and offensive lines of both teams. Listen, Let's not put Von Miller like he's not all pro and like he's not going to have his sense in this game. Oh, 100%. He's going to do some things. Mm-hmm. Also, I want you to understand this. The Eagles offense can score just about on anybody. The thing that, that I don't, I'm not going to say scares me, but the thing I'm concerned about in this game is that this team is hungry right now, okay? And we right now are at the top of the league. I don't want no complacency with this, this with this game this weekend because I mean I heard some people on the radio all week talking about oh we can let this game go and just get ready for Dallas. I don't believe in letting any game go. I believe you got to win the games at home. If you win your home games, they give you eight right there. And right now they need to win this game because they're a better team than Denver right now. Denver, you know, they're going in all kinds of directions. They don't even know. Who their quarterback is? Oswalder does not scare me, but he's big. He's got some size to him, and you know he's got a little movement. The whole thing is that their our, our secondary is playing pretty tough right now. They're throwing their bodies around out there. They're tackling people. Their secondary, if keep to lead, he's all pro. And mm-hmm. and trust me, 
he's going to shut down certain things. Uh, Zach Ertz is limping around a little bit right now, so I don't know how effective he's going to be in the game tomorrow if he's going to be halfway, you know, limping. So, you know, uh, our tight end, you know, Selleck may catch a few big balls tomorrow. Yeah, you know, no, Levi. Because, yeah, and they might have to. You might see Trey Burton. We appreciate the call. Yeah. And that was kind of a weird uh, just thing that popped up on Thursday. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't by know the way, it was limited today. Yeah, and it's like, huh. said, I mean, he's still going to go. And I, it sounded like they were going to be pretty confident that he was going to be fine. And they're yeah, just kind of I mean, taking like it said, easy. Yeah, and, look, they could have very easily taken it to be a game time decision type thing, right? They could have yeah. waited till inactives came out, whatever. Peterson made it very clear. He's like, Zach Ertz is going to play on Sunday. So I don't think, I think it's a good point that it's maybe not something to be too concerned about. But I always worry with those soft tissue stuff with any of these oh, yeah. guys. Well, yeah, so I mean, like, lingers. how many times have we seen Michael Kendricks do the same well, thing? It lingers, and, it, and then it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, he's out again. Oh, he's out again. Oh, he's not at full speed. He comes back. And, uh, you know, you certainly worry about that stuff, but it, it doesn't seem like this is too big a deal. Yeah, and even though, BLG, this is kind of one of those games, too, where if Denver's defense really plays lights out, let's say they even lose this game. The beauty of it doesn't really matter. It's an AFC team. Where you I was know, going, John. I mean, the t- the the, <laughs> the, t- the takes will be rampant, and I'm sure you'll hear it from all the all the division fans. Be like, oh, you're not that good, and whatever. Uh, but I, it it really doesn't matter if they lose this game. Yeah, and I mean, people are going to be like, "What? How can you say that? You need to win every game." It's it's just what I said in week two. That was my take in week two. I was like, "Guess what, guys? This game doesn't really matter." And guess what? It didn't because they're seven one right now, and they still don't have a conference loss or a division loss. So they're they're sitting pretty. If they lose this game, they're still going to be tops in the division because all the other other teams have conference losses or things like that. Whereas the Eagles, they lost to two AFC teams. That sucks. But it's and they like, all already have three losses yeah. or more anyway. Yeah, so, so it's not like okay. I mean, it would suck because all right, the Eagles lose to a team that's you know worse they, than they them. should. Yeah, and they're and, better. And There's no the buy. It's like you you the linger that oh, has to linger God. through the buy. Don't like, lose, guys. We'll be talking about that. Yeah, so that would it would suck for sure. I'm not saying it would suck if. Uh, it's not going to suck if they lose, but it doesn't. It's just really not a disaster situation as long as the game is close. Now, if they mm-hmm. get blown out, like we're gonna, that's going to be a concern. But if it's some kind of close game, and even if they win, the Broncos win on like a fluke play or something, you can't be like kicking yourself after. This isn't some kind of must-win game. It's just not. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and they're, and they're a weird team, and it's you they're know, they're gonna win. Da- don't da- worry, guys. I know, but I'm saying <laughs> like. Worry. They got blown out. They blew out Dallas, and then the Giants come in with one play caller. They sneak a win in there, and then that was pretty much the turn. Well, I do think this is bad now. I think think that for the first few weeks, I think if you go back and watch those first three games for the Broncos, first of all, I think Mike McCoy is a really good offensive coordinator. And and I think that comes, he always has been. And I think he schemed his way around a lot of that stuff the first few weeks, kind of schemed a way to make Simeon look better than he was. And then. Teams saw the film. We're like, oh, you're doing this, 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 and this. It's like, oh, we can stop that. You don't have talent. And I think that's what's kind of bearing out now. Yeah, absolutely. Let's quickly get to our good friend Todd in South Philly. Todd, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Yo, what's up, guys? How you Yo! doing? How are the earrings looking today? They are beautiful. Good. <laughs> that's what I love to see. All right. So uh, just talking about the Eagles and the Broncos really quick. I think this is going to be a big Brent Selleck game for the first time this year. Because with with um, Ertz being slightly hurt with the soft tissue stuff, uh, the safeties of Denver aren't playing as great right now. I feel like to help Big V against Derek Wolf and Orvon Miller, they're going to be playing a lot of 12 personnel. So I think this is going to be a big Brent Sellett game 
to help them win this week. Well, and, and Todd, I think if I think if Ertz is good to go, you're probably going to see more of that 13 personnel that keeps creeping up there. That three tight end set that keeps. I mean, it's so weird. We I think that's what they've always wanted to do. At some point, it was you know can't remember what PFF said, but it was like eight percent of the, the plays. Now it's getting to 11, 12, creeping up to fifteen, and I think the average for that is like five percent of the time you see that. So I, I think that's the direction they definitely want to stay in, Todd. Yeah, they've been doing really well with it. They have the right personnel for it. Trey Burton's been very effective in the limited snaps he's had this season. I'd be very happy with that. And before I go, I just need to say two things really quick. First of all, Jason Kelsey for pullback 28. (laughs) There it is, Todd. Oh, man. And uh, second thing, anybody who hasn't gone on Patreon for these guys, go on Patreon, look up BGN Radio, and go subscribe because they are awesome go get your new content have a good day guys (laughs) thanks Thanks, i appreciate it he is right we do have the uh the nfc he's right we're awesome no no, i'm kidding kidding kidding. i meant as far as content sorry (laughs) patreon.com slash bgn radio you get a full-on nfl shows uh you are able to grab the beast which vince quinn hosts and uh just a lot more behind the scenes stuff as well so we're going to take a quick break we'll get to more of your phone calls it is bgn radio sports radio 94 wyp this is bgn radio on sports radio 94 wyp sean brace coming up at uh just about 240 we're going to do some nfl picks with him BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94, WIP, John Barcher, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee, Gowton. And it's kind of interesting how this team has been put together. I, I it's uh, Most of the time, and it's funny that Denver is coming in this week because I, I, I think of their Super Bowl runs, and it was completely put together by free agency, guys that really fit their defense. And you know, a lot of people looked at them and be like, well, this isn't going to work. And then they rattled off whatever it was, 13 wins. And then they went in there and they destroyed everybody. And sure, the, the first run against Seattle is not exactly how it worked out. But then they did it with a broken down Peyton Manning. Uh, it's still kind of that skeleton of that. But I think of that when I think of this team now, you know, because we all said coming into the season and in the offseason, well, you can't make all these different changes, expect these guys to just come out firing. Like I expected the latter half of the season to really see where this team is at. But man, oh, man, if they started out this way with, you know, all I mean, all their key players are free agents or had been traded for. So you're talking about Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith and Timmy Jernigan. And, you know, and now they're trading for Darby and then they traded for Jay Ajayi and all these guys are just in here now. And it's working. How is that possible? Well, I, I think it all comes back to one person. It comes back to Carson Doug Wentz. Oh, no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think Doug gets a lot great, too, but I think it comes back to Carson Wentz, yeah. man. I really think it does. I think that. It wouldn't have mattered how you built the team around a guy like that. Like having that guy is the X factor. He's the difference maker. You have a quarterback who makes every single person around him better. And even Pete, like not just the offensive players, like the defensive guys talking about watching him and fight, going to battle for him when he's throwing his shoulder into people, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff, the leadership, the charisma, the poise, all that type of stuff. I just think that he makes everyone around him better and it, and it allows you to build your team in different ways. That's what we said in the off season too. We were all talking about, we would do shows like all right what do the eagles need to do to take that next step or even what's your biggest concern that was a big thing we said and we kind of said like carson wentz because you felt like if he isn't the guy then where is this team they're not doing anything on the flip side if he is the guy they're there they're they're contending for they're doing he's i mean the way he's played and the way everything that has gone there 
it's just so beyond expectation. I think even the people who are most optimistic about Carson Wentz, even the Eagles, look, Jeffrey Lurie, before the season started, had kind of said in that press conference he had the Thursday before the first game that, you know, we're, we're looking to win now, but we're also thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like, we're all in right now. We're wanna, you know what I mean? Even they had some kind of expectation of, like, we want to take a step forward this year, but we're not quite there yet. He even said they still had holes, too. So the way this thing has progressed has gone above and beyond expectation. And it's funny, John, that you say some of those guys, you know, are key pieces. And, and they are. I mean, you look at Patrick Robinson, for sure. Been great. But yeah. that's one I didn't even mention. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Right? But, yeah. and, but it's funny because you look at Alshon and, like, he's helping. Absolutely. But he's not, like, the monster player that we thought he would be. And, and Torrey Smith isn't hasn't I don't think he's caught a pass in a couple of weeks now. He's had the the pass interference penalties, which I don't think you can just dismiss. Agreed. And those are big plays. And he's good at getting them. But exactly. So that he's giving you some value. He's not giving you awesome value. But for his contract, know, I think he is. For, yeah, I mean, he's giving you yeah, dollars. For, yeah, can you me? If, he, if he's in a game at any point, if five hundred thousand yeah. is a steal. So you're getting good production out of these guys, and it is interesting to see how quick they built this thing. And you know, you got to give credit to Howie. Yeah, and and Joe, and who Joe, I don't think is yes. involved in the no, discussion. People, and, and, yeah, like you, people have not mentioned Joe Douglas's name enough. It's been a lot, and how he deserves all the credit he's gotten. I mean, he's. I tweeted out at, as soon as the Ajay cream. I was like, "How he's a wizard?" Because the dude's a yeah. wizard. It's unbelievable how he does this stuff. But I agree, John. I think we we can't forget that it is the marriage of of Howie and Joe that has really kind of moved this forward. And that's where, listen, guys, I'm telling you, if you're listening, don't break up, don't fight, <laughs> don't do anything. Joe's really good at what he does. Howie, you're a master at what you do. Just, you know, stay the course. Yes. And, and let's go win some Super Open Bowl. Open your hearts and love each other. Yes, please, and thank you. Let's go to Max in Allentown. Max, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, very good, guys. Uh, you kind of read my mind on the whole, uh, you know, praising thing, and way too many people are on the Howie Roseman bandwagon. I, I, I truly think this team, you know, for all intents and purposes, they have overachieved, and that, but that's a testament on Doug Peterson and the MVP caliber season Carson Wentz is having. But let's not forget Joe Douglas was added to the mix, and uh, he's identified some, some, some good talent. And, uh, and that's the difference. Howie Roseman's been here eight years. Okay, he hasn't won a playoff game. And I think, you know, the obvious signs point to Joe Douglas, Doug Peterson, and uh, Carson Wentz as the reason why. Well, Max, who drafted the, the quarterback? Was that Joe Douglas? Because he wasn't here. Well, you know what? Frank Reich deserves the credit for that because he scouted. What? Frank Reich. Yeah. Who's oh, Frank yeah. Reich? I've never heard oh of that guy. <laughs> Frank Reich. No. I'm kidding. Who, did Frank Reich make, make the Honestly, trade to you, get from 13 you, no, to 8 exactly. and then Frank, 8 to 2? If you're going to argue anyone, say Jeff Lurie was the one. You know? identified Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. Okay? They are responsible for Carson Wentz. Howie Roseman made a few phone calls. Yes. <laughs> yeah, a few phone calls. Wow. I like wow, this is like the this is an, a, a new <laughs> level of how we hate here. No, <laughs> it's not how we hate. This is actual fact where if you It's not actual look- fact. Do you think it's easy just to go and call Miami and be like, here's Kiko Alonso and and Fire uh, and then get and, up to two after that to go from thirteen to eight to two and like name another GM who has who has done that in the draft. Yeah, I'll wait. And name a GM uh, who's hopscotched to the top and to also get a quarterback. Flip Sam Bradford name one. to recoup the picks. Ne- I, I don't have any. Come on, man. Is there one? No. No one's ever done that. 
this uh, this seems like a Howie Lewis fest here, and uh, a lot of fanboyism. I'm sorry to say, and what? Max, it's just Have your you own stuff. Have you ever listened to Max, our what show? Are you talking about? I murdered Howie Roseman for years. So did Same. John. Yes. Yeah, we would kill this guy. Like, I, like <laughs> you go back and listen to some of our pods well, from a couple years I ago. About, I don't know about that. Like we're not we, going to kill. No, anybody. I said we would. We would kill Howie Roseman on our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. no, of course not. What, whoa, <laughs> I'm saying we used to kill Howie. We used to be yeah. all over this guy. It's not like, like I, last oh my season God. too. Like, yeah. yes, like recently. Like yeah. that is a like a I ridiculous thing to I say. The trade. What we are you have, talking we about? Have, yeah. We have certainly ripped Howie a lot more than we've praised him in the past. Like, but Ma- he deserves praise. I right think I've seen Max call in here before. That's totally his agenda. Like, are you kidding me? How can you call Frank Reich? So <laughs> somebody calls calls <laughs> in and Greg. says we're fanboys of Howie Roseman, Frank and meanwhile Reich. you're giving that type of speech. <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, let Frank it go, Reich, man. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to give credit to people. <laughs> it's the first person who's mentioned Frank Reich's name on this station in like six months. <laughs> Unreal. So, uh, Sean Brace is coming up in a little bit, and we will make some NFL picks. And uh, I'm going to go uh, light some candles on my Howie Roseman, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever you call that thing. Anyway, it's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Carson Wentz, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. I'm just feeling good. I really am. <laughs> That's how I feel from last night and tonight. J.J. Redick, with, what was it, 31 he ended with? Yeah. T.J. McConnell, as uh, BLG has cut his, cut his wonderful frame out of the newspaper this morning. <laughs> you just feel good, man. You, you really did that. There's yeah. actually a cutout D.J. McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> he made snowflakes out of newspaper, and he cut out T.J. McConnell to take home. I love That's it. how you know things are good in, in Philadelphia. And speaking of good, let's go to our good friend Sean Brace from Fox 29 and also PhillyInfluencer.com. Sean, what's happening, man? How are you? Gentlemen, another weekend, and I'll tell you what, I, I love what the Sixers are doing. Obviously, I'm enjoying the Flyers as well, but bottom line, I, I can't wait for these weeks to just get over and let's get to another Eagles football game because nobody knows what we're going to see, especially this weekend. I just can't wait for this game against the Broncos. Fired up. Yeah, the bye week is going to kill us all, I think. It's just kind of like, what is <laughs> yeah. next? We, w- you know? I, we got a little lucky, though, that the first Dallas game is the game after the bye because right. we'll get excited a little quicker, I think, because yes. it's Dallas week coming up and stuff. So that that's at least something we got here. Yeah, and Sean, what is, uh, I mean, like, are you have any reservations about Sunday? Yeah, I think the Denver Broncos are a good football team. It's just, I think the Eagles welcome this challenge. I really do. I think the Denver Broncos are a good defensive football team, obviously. There we that's go. There. There and we I go. think that's the true. Eagles, yeah, Carson Wentz, I think they're going to step up and they welcome the challenge. And uh, you're going to get the best effort on Sunday, that's for sure. I can't wait for this game. Well, uh, speaking of best efforts, let's get to the NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL Picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The NFL Picks are brought to you by the Sportsbook at Delaware Park. It's where you can wager and watch all of the pro football games on Sunday. Go to DelawarePark.com for more details. Delaware Park is a lottery agent for the Delaware Lottery, and you must be 21 to play, which once again, next Sunday, speaking of that bye week, it's the BGN Radio bye week bash is uh, free pizza, free beer, while supplies last. We're going to be doing some parlays, some fantasy stuff. Info at BGNRadio.com. 
headline beer bash. Leave us your name. You have to do that. There is limited seats available. James, where are we starting out Come first? Come drink some beers with us. Yes. That's what we're talking about. All right. Again, uh, Delaware Park is the best. All right. Moving on. We got four games as usual. Let's start off. And, and just a note here, because we always pick the NFC's games. Yeah. We're making a statement. This is the last time, last time we're picking the Giants, all right? This is the last <laughs> Giants game you'll see, unless they're playing the Cowboys or the cares? Eagles or whatever. Yeah. Because who cares? Because they suck. But as it is, we'll give them one last uh, one last run here as the uh, surprisingly good Los Angeles Rams heading into New York to take on the Giants. Open at three and a half, up to four. The Rams, a four-point road favorite. Mr. Brace, start us off. Guys, this is the point of the season where good teams start separating themselves, and I just don't know if the Rams are that type of team, but I can't take the Giants right now. Eli has no weapons. It's like Tinkerbell without a, a wand. You know what I mean? There's no <laughs> magic there. Give me the Rams. That's a good line. Uh, Cooper Cup all the way, fellas. Cooper Cup, I'm on the train, baby. Take us home. I'm taking the Rams in the three and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams here. The Giants are just so banged up in addition to being bad. I can't take, I can't take the Giants. Last time the Giants are on the board, you got to take them, right? If it had been three, I don't think I could have done it. I'm taking that extra point. I don't think the Rams are that great. I know they're fine. They're winning games, but going on the road, a desperate New York team trying to save Ben Mack and his job. I don't know. I think think the Rams win this one by three. I think it's one of those games where the Rams, like Sean said, good teams win these games handily. I think the Rams are an okay team. I think they'll win it. I think it's going to be closer than people expect. All right. Moving on to uh, uh, one good team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Heard they're pretty good. (laughs) Taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Heading into Dallas. Dallas is a two and a half point home favorite here. Uh, Mr. Lee Gowton, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs here. I think uh, this is a matchup where I know the Chiefs' defense isn't awesome here, so that kind of worries me. But I just think overall as a team with Andy Reid just being a much, much, much better coach. Yeah, than- Sean, this this thing kind of uh, opened up as a pick and then the money came in, and then that two-and-a-half-point favorite for Dallas, I think it's a – I don't know, it's it's kind of weird, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Kansas City on this one as well. Where are you heading? Boys, I hate to do it, but ring the bell. <laughs> I think I haven't heard him do that yes! yet. Yes. Yes. And this, and this ring the bell is brought to you by Papa John's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> of Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Boys, I just think the Cowboys win this football game. I have no rhyme or reason, but I just think they step up. And maybe this is the last game of Ezekiel Elliott. Who knows? Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I hate to do it, but I'm with Brace here. I think Zeke there, they they don't know how long they're going to have him. I think he's going to have a, a big game. And uh, Kansas City, I just don't know if they're that good. I think they're fine. I don't think they're the juggernaut we saw earlier in the mm-hmm. season. I'm going to go with Brace here and take the Cowboys and lay the two and a half. Let's head out to the West Coast, the northwest of this country. Seattle is a seven-point home favorite. Ooh. Open at eight, went a line down towards the Washington racists. Uh, Sean, why don't you start us off here? <laughs> I like that. Nice. But I, like I said, um, you know, about the Rams, this is the point of the season where good football teams separate themselves. The Seahawks are a good football team. We know what the Washington Redskins are. Or excuse me. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. But we know who they are. <laughs> Give me the Seahawks, please. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not going to waver on that either. I'm, I've I've tried to do the sneaky. This is Washington's week. And uh, the injuries, uh, coupons, the, the, the wide receiving core is just – just not there. I'm BLG. I'm sticking with Seattle. See, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to go see Adel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'll do. See, 
Adel, I'm with you. I mean, no Trent Williams, no, uh, I mean, no, no offensive lineman who can actually play football is going to be a bad look for watching this week. I agree. All right, let's bring it home. Yeah, uh, it is uh, currently. It looks like seven and a half open at eight. The Eagles a seven and a half point home favorite. Mister Sean Brace, tell us how you feel. I love it. I love it. And you guys have been down there every single week. That stadium is rocking. There's there's a new energy, a new feel to this football team. I think we all know the Eagles are special. I'm, I, I think they roll this weekend against the Broncos. I don't care what the point spread is. I'm feeling a double-digit victory yeah. for the Birds. They roll. Yeah. I mean, if you're not starting the Eagles defense in fantasy, you need to trade for them. You need to do something because I think they're good for two touchdowns in this two one. Two tutties! I, I, Brock Eiswaller oh. is 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 just that bad, and people are starting for some reason to try and give him credit because this is his revenge. I mean, the Browns didn't want him. How bad does it have to be you, you that the Browns could even round do pick that? With him to trade him away in the first place. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the offense struggles, but I think the defense picks it up. BLG, I, I'll take the seven and a half. This game is going to be close. It's going to be seventeen to fourteen until. The fourth quarter, Jay Ajay, 69-yard touchdown run nice. to end the game. <laughs> Eagles win 24-13. It's not even going to be that close. 24-3. to three. Wow. I said it before. This Denver Broncos offense is not scoring a touchdown on Sunday. I stand by that. I think the Eagles win this a lot more handily than people think they will. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Uh, Sean Brace is the is the Penn State, uh, Michigan State delay throwing your, your appearance off here today? Yeah, just a little bit, you know. But we have time. <laughs> it's the business yeah, we've we'll, chosen, right? We'll see what happens with that one. Notre Dame, obviously, they got uh, a good game this weekend. Bama, so we got a lot of things happening. Make sure you check me out tonight. Uh, the college football wrap-up show on Fox 29. Greatly appreciate it, as always, boys. Sean Brace, Fox 29, PhillyInfluencer.com. We'll check in with you next week, pal. Thanks, man. Woo-hoo! Go, Birds. There it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, I would feel, uh, and it's, and it's going to happen, to be – I'm just going to say eight and one because that's that's what we already predicted that already. It's not because I'm guaranteeing it. I'm not going to put the hex or the jinx on being eight and one going into the bye week is amazing. Think about this. So assuming, and again, I have already made it clear. I think they do win. Assuming they win here, the Eagles will have surpassed their win total from each of the last two seasons. Nine games. It's pretty into crazy. The season. It's pretty awesome. Uh, BLG, the uh, the Sixers are are five and four. Um, is is Ben Simmons Magic Johnson? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, guys. I heard he's likely going to set oh, the record for triple doubles. Show the camera. Uh, j- just take the likely out, Joe. Just yeah. say he could do it. Yeah. Maybe that's a he set it theoretical up possibility. Because this might be absurd. Yes, but that would have been fine. Fine, but he put the likely in there. My boy, Joe. That is it. certainly most going to be better, obviously, and certainly a lot, lot better than that Lonzo Ball guy. Out oh, yeah, way. definitely. Oh, hey, yeah. and, and by the way, don't what, what are we doing here with the Joel Embiid takes? All right, just calm down. He needs to get in shape. <laughs> ben Simmons is not going to finally, you know, be able to hit threes and be that versatile. Joel Embiid is still the truth. And speaking of the truth, I see Tank, I see Rob. They are coming in next. Yes. This has been BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.